Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for joining me today for Life Point. I hope that your day and week's going well. It certainly is for me. I'm feeling good, excited, and ready to share the Word of God with you. And I hope that you get something out of it, and together we can grow. Our Heavenly Father, thanks for the day. Thanks for all the listeners. And Lord, I pray that you would implant in us the words you want us to hear, and Lord, we'd respond correctly. Lord, lead us and guide us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, another one of Solomon's masterpieces is Ecclesiastes, and it was a wonderful work kind of the uh, that has some of the same information for everyone who reads it. I mean, it's something that you can get. I call it the balancing act. Many times I will use this passage, and I'm going to share today. I just used it recently at a funeral as we uh, look at our lives and find out what we're about, because everything has its season. Everything in life has its season. There's things that happen that are great, things that are happening that aren't so great. But the question is, what do we do with those things? How do we handle those things? And this is, like I said, a very, probably the most famous of the Ecclesiastes uh, chapters is chapter three. And this is verse one through eight, as he talks about, Solomon talks about a time for everything. So listen just to the first eight verses. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. There is a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This passage gives us both the sides of the coin. It shows the balance that life has. I don't know about you, but I don't like losing my balance. Many people, especially elderly, have lost their balance and have fallen and broken their hips and such. And the truth is, when our lives get out of balance, it seems to always hurt us. A few years ago, I think it was three years ago or four years ago, I was carrying a a um, what are those a generator with Pastor Max. It probably weighed seventy pounds. I had one hand on one side; he had one hand on the other. We had to carry it about a hundred feet or so, and. It was fine until we got to the end, and then I caught momentum, and I put it down, and I went flying over the top of it, and I cracked three ribs. And I remember it was in September, and it wasn't pretty, and it hurt. The doctor said it'd take six weeks to heal. It took exactly six weeks to heal. Well, so the next year, near the same time in September, I'm taking my garbage out. And so I'm taking my garbage out, but I... I didn't put the lid on the can. I let it flap down behind it. And so as I was pushing it, I stepped on the back of the lid and I flew over to the top of it. And this time I bruised the other three ribs on the other side. And they took uh, not quite six weeks to heal because they were bruised and not broken. But I'm telling you what, it's no fun losing your balance. And so I was kind of getting worried about myself. I said, you know, you're not 
old enough, and I was about 62 or 3 then, and but boy, there it began. So now I've kind of got to watch myself because uh, I hold on to the rails when I go downstairs, and even when I go up and down my stairs at my house every day, I hold on to the rail because I don't want to go tumbling. But, you know, unfortunately, many people's lives are out of balance, and much of it's due to personal selfishness that dictates to us what we do with our lives. When we put our relationship with God in the mix, how does it work? How does it work? See, God is the author of the balancing our lives, and he gives us wisdom and tools to do just that. But it's too bad that many avoid the gifts he gives us in having the Word of God ready, available, to any of us, and he, if we'll just open it. He gives us worship centers all across the world to come to. We come to learn, to grow, to fellowship, to praise, and to call upon his name. You know, I love the church. I love when I'm out of town. If there's a church nearby, I remember going back to the Smoky Mountains, around, and then through Kentucky, and we end up going to a little tiny church because it was a Sunday morning, and we just stopped in randomly at a church of about 50, and so we kind of stuck out. But, you know, we enjoyed worshiping with those people. We had no idea who they were. It was a different denomination, but it didn't matter. They preached the Word of God, and, you know, it was awesome. But the church is a place that God gives us to refill our spiritual batteries. But so many try to handle life on their own. And in their own world, on the pleasures of the world, and the, that captivates their lives. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out some of Solomon's saying in this passage of Scripture. We know there is a time to be born because we were born. And there is a time to die because we're all going to die unless, we, unless Jesus comes and takes us with him before we die. But we try not to think about it because we don't like thinking about death. But we have to because so many people pass away so often. We can live every day to the fullest and know that when our time on earth is up, we have a place so beautiful awaiting us that we can hardly imagine. It's so funny. I just yesterday, uh, this weekend, watched for about the 10th time, I can only imagine. And what a great show by Mercy Me, the the uh, Bart, the, the lead for Mercy Me. It was amazing. If you have not seen that movie, you should see it. I think I'm going to have Pastor Allen see if we can have a movie night. We we bought the rights to show it. We've shown it once years ago, but I think we ought to show it again. It's just it's an amazing movie. But how we can only imagine what it's to be like in the presence of Almighty God. We also know in life that there is a time to laugh and there is a time to weep. In the Reader's Digest, there's always a column that is appropriately called, Laughter is the Best Medicine. The happiest people on earth are those that can laugh. And I can certainly remember growing up that we laughed so much. Many times we laugh at ourselves and is ourself instead of beating ourselves up because something foolish we have done. You know, our family at almost every meal, you know, the meal etiquette, you're not supposed to make a lot of noise. We would just laugh until tears flowed. My father would just, he would just rumble with laughter. And my mother, the same thing. But on the other side, he tells us there's a time to weep. There are many tough times in this world and many things that bring us tears, and rightly so. Anytime we lose a loved one, anytime there's a tragedy situation, I cry sometimes just watching the news when I see terrible things that have happened to people. It's a horrible thing. But as most of you know and experience being around me, you know 
I cry quite easily. If you're in my church, if you've been around my church at all, you know that I'm a, I'm a crier like my father was. My mother was not. My mother never cried very easy. But my father and myself and my brother Dan, who passed away a couple of years ago, Dan was uh, uh, one of the authors in Christian Living and Outdoor Life. Dan cried easier than me. But man, I tell you, I could start talking about Boise State football players and my brother would start crying because he's so excited. But you know, there is a time to cry. There's a time to be sad. Obviously, the remainder of our scripture today shares each side of issues, and Solomon reminds us of the realism in life. You know, life causes, sometimes there's an imbalance. Many things in life uh, cause this. If you're afraid of heights, I would recommend that you do not teeter, totter with me because you will be stuck high in the air. There is an imbalance. Well, that is the way things are many times in people's personal lives. Something is way out of balance and we leave someone stranded way up in the air because we have no balance in our lives. Now, I'm a person, I'm not much for heights. I, I think I got a little acrophobia. In fact, when when you go out near the um, Grand Canyon, I don't like to get too close. I just, my legs get weak. And when I go to Boise State, I don't want to be in the upper deck because my legs get weak. And so there's, it's kind of funny that way. And I don't like being on tall ladders. And I don't, tall ladders aren't probably good for a big guy anyway, but it, I'm a little little leery of heights, and I think that's just something that I don't know why, but I am. It's funny, and I'm a tall person, uh, six foot two, you know, and and so it's uh, I should be fine with that. But lack of spiritual discipline is a big imbalance, and so many people have that. Believe me, people can really talk a great spiritual life. Oh, I hear it all the time. A great spiritual life. But the Bible tells us we will be known by the fruits we create. In other words, your life will show what you're all about. Many claim to love Jesus with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, but their lives show otherwise. Something totally different. Their lives are completely out of balance because a fact is the world has come way before God. And I just think of just even on given Sundays, you know, we put so many things in the world before we put God. The church is the last priority. The church, well, if I'm in town or if I'm if I'm not going to a ball game or something, I'll be in church. Pastor, if I'm not doing this, I'll be in church. We have just put the things of God and the church and the body of Christ behind so many things. People shove it out of their minds. In fact, that we all are going to stand before Almighty, Almighty God someday and give account for our lives. What if you knew Jesus was coming next week? You knew for sure. Do you think you'd be in church that Sunday before? Of course you would be. You would say, man, I want to be ready. I want to make sure things, you'd probably all be at the altar repenting. You know, and we need to live that way every day. Know that we need to put God first. Know that we need to have balance in our lives. I know most of us, Want to say, well, well, we want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter the kingdom of God, which I prepared for you. And here we go with the balance again. And some are going to be surprised and perplexed when he looks at them and says, depart from me. I never knew you. I can tell you this. I don't even want to come close to being concerned about the latter. I want to walk with Jesus to the very best of my ability. Does that mean I will sin and be free of, uh, I'm not sin and be a perfect man? Of course not. But God knows that we're truly about. He knows where our heart is. He also knows if we purposely choose the world over him. We can fool each other, but we can never 
fool God. Well, I am going to end that today, and I'm going to continue tomorrow. And I pray that you would put God first. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.